Hi, I'm Donnie. I'm Trinidadian Costa Rican. Hi, I'm Rhonda. I'm Afro Honduran. And we are your your co hosts for Negra Negra Como Soy, or I am Afro Latina. Every Tuesday, we'll bring you the insights, perspectives, and history of the African diaspora in Latin America. To educate, enlighten, and hopefully create a sense of belonging for you, our listeners, and viewers. Negra Como Soy is brought to you by Cultures, the global multicultural magazine. Cultures celebrates cross-cultural identity because everyone should feel like they matter. <laughs> ¿Qué tal, Rade? ¿Qué tal? Hey, qué pedos. ¿Qué pasa? How are oh you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're having technical issues today, but I'm so excited for our guest. Rhonda, would you like to introduce him? Oh, yes, of course. I am super excited to introduce Abelsain Gonzalez, soon to be Dr. Abelsain, a chiropractor and um, an amazing human on a healing journey. And he is a wellness speaker. He is passionate about inspiring, inspiring and empowering people to live a more fulfilling life and to connect back to their greatest selves through healthy habits and community healing. Um, Abelsain was born in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And he was just there. So I'm super excited to have him share with us about his experience um, in Puerto Rico. So welcome. And I have to say, I'm in in Colombia right now and your skin is just gorgeous. And that smile, too much, too much. I don't know if I can make it through this episode. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, I appreciate that. So you could go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> now, you stalled him, Donnie. You stunned him with your... Okay, come, let's go, please. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, how was your trip? How was it? How are things? Well, it was awesome. Yeah, I had a great experience. You know, I went back to Puerto Rico to reconnect with my family. I haven't seen it in a long time. And the second reason I went back is because my brother and I are we're, uh, working on buying some land in Puerto Rico. So we needed to do some paperwork and everything was a success. You know, we were able to do so. So, um, yes, you know, being back for uh, after a long time is always good. You know, reconnecting with the land, reconnecting with the friends, family, and, you know, seeing how people are doing back home. Nice. So how, and how are people it. after that? Yes. So after that storm you know, and everything. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Puerto Ricans, you know, they already have a great spirit, you know. There are people that are very happy, even though things may not be going how they want it to. But they are always have a great spirit. But the reality is that they're going through a rough, uh, I would say, last 10 years, but especially four years or five after the Hurricane Maria. You know, a lot of things have happened after the hurricane. Then came uh, earthquakes. And after the earthquake came the pandemic and, you know, a lot of things going on at the same time. Um, what could I say? You know, they're doing the best they can. You know, what we, what they have. Uh, but the 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 reality is is more of a, the political realm that makes it harder. You know, um, the people in Puerto Rico they help each other. They're trying to do their best, but the political um, um, you know leaders are sadly they're not working for the people. So that it is what it is. You know how it is. And, and is that local leadership, you mean? Like the, the local to the island leadership? Yes. Uh, well, yes and no. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, because it's, it's the Puerto Rican, you know, politician that should be working for us, for the Puerto Ricans, you know. But at the same time, we are on under the United States, obviously. Um, you know, we're a, what they call a commonwealth. They call it commonwealth. Mm -hmm. It's a colony, but they, they don't want to use the, the term colony no more. So they call it a commonwealth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we can we are able to do some things, but with the approval of the United States. Um, so that makes everything harder, everything. Yes. And so what is the, what is the response like from your perspective and from the local people's perspective? What is the response like from the national government? Well, is it moving slowly? Is the help visible? Well, the response is, you know, we, I think it was two years ago, three years ago, we kicked out a governor. governor. I don't know if you heard that, but literally uh, we had a, a governor called uh, Ricardo Rosselló. He was the son of another governor that we had in the 90s. And he, you know, wasn't doing the right thing. And people went to the street, millions of people on the streets. And, you know, they kicked him out, literally. He was, he was in, in power for two years. He had two years more to go, I think it was, and they kicked him out. So, you know, Puerto Ricans, they, they made this themselves, you know, hurt. They have to go to the street, they will go. And right now, they are, they are almost on the edge of doing the same thing because this governor right now is almost, you know, he's pushing it. <laughs> so, you know, people in Puerto Rico, even though they, they are very happy and they like to, you know, have a good time and everything, if the governor are not doing the right thing, they will make the same hurt, themselves hurt and they go to the street and do whatever it takes. Um, so you, you're talking about the good time and I know you've been in the U.S. now for about four years. Did, what, what do you think about like um, the duality of being a proud Puerto Rican, right? A proud Puerto Ricano, as you guys say, yeah. um, and, and that whole culture, but also being, yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. but also being a U.S. citizen. And does it does it ever create any kind of contradictions in your sense of being, like who you are, or your sense of belonging? Um, because I think there's a lot of times that people tend to forget that you are a U.S. citizen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Despite yep. you know your primary language being Spanish and you're on this island, like what is what is that like now that you've spent time in the United States? That duality. Yes, um, right now I would say it doesn't affect me that much because I already went through a process of discovering myself and and you know having the uh, affirming my identity. Because one thing that I learned is is if you don't affirm your identity, people will do it for you. And I, mm -hmm. maybe you won't like it. So you got to do it for you. And I learned that, like, I have been dealing with this, like, I would say the last 15 years, you know, being in Puerto Rico, going to the mall or going to Old San Juan and people speaking to you in English, like, okay, I'm, mm -hmm. I don't look Puerto Rican enough, you know? But mm -hmm. then when I came to the States and they he heard my accent and I told them where I was from, then they they told me like I heard people saying okay so or when I was in the army they said oh so you are not black and I'm like okay <laughs> uh, you know so if you don't say who you are people will do it for you you know so mm -hmm. in the army was the same thing you know in the army the same the same experience in the army people asking asking me about my visa I'm like you know mm. I know people need some visa but you gotta know that in the Puerto Rico is a territory from the from the United States. 
So obviously we are U.S. citizens. So it affected me a lot and it made me go and rediscover who I am through education, through research, mm -hmm. through going to my roots. I started with, with an ancestry DNA test, uh, where I'm from. Then uh, once I found that, I went back to Africa, you know, um, learning more about myself, learning how we got to Puerto Rico, all that kind of uh, story. And once you do that and you get in love with yourself, you know, you accept yourself how you are and you then define who you are, you know, whatever people say doesn't bother you no more. To be honest, yesterday, someone, literally yesterday, someone asked me about what was, um, yeah, the same thing, the visa, the visa thing, like, ah, you're from Puerto Rico, right? So you need a visa? I'm like, you know, I, I think, I don't know what kind of uh, history classes they give here in the United States. <laughs> but we have been a colony for the United States for a long time. It's not, it's not something new. <laughs> what can I say? Yes, yes. yes. Donnie and I, I were yes. just talking. I'm sure she'll want to jump in about people, if you're black or not. Like, oh, so you're not black. Like, what? <laughs> right, Donnie? Yes, I mean... I'm laughing at so many things. I've been taking note, notes as you're speaking because almost every point you made in your sentence is so much what we're about, what we talked about on this podcast. And, you know, Rhonda and I, this is why we're mm -hmm. kindred spirits because it's like we know each other without even saying a word. We'll just start laughing about something. And I'm like, I think I know what she's laughing at. She's like, I know what you're laughing at, you know. But it's the same thing. Are you black enough? Are you Latin enough? You know, because you have an accent, so you must not be from here. Oh, well, and mm -hmm. see, that's an issue for me because I don't have an accent when I'm speaking to Americans, right? But then when I'm in a Latin speaking mm -hmm. country, often they'll think I'm local, but some people don't. Uh, we, we talked about that someone said mm -hmm. I was African American the other day, which was a shocker because I usually don't get that. Um, but we talked about African American being a culture not really a race right and so that is a culture that may not be our culture because that's why they see us as different we're not thinking like them talking like them eating as they would expect and so you're a thousand percent right if we don't claim our identity someone will impress upon us what they think it should be and that's what i mean that's why dr yep. dr Rhonda and i are part of cultures that's why i started cultures because it's like we know who we are a hundred percent other people try to tell us who we are, but we want to be confident and we want to make sure other people are confident in that identity so they can move through the world and, and mm -hmm. feel good and let their light shine the way it's supposed to. Yep. 100% <laughs> agree. That's true. I love that you went back yes, to Africa. I so tell us a little took. Yes, I was just saying the same thing. See, look, we're here. <laughs> um, tell us about when you learned about how Puerto Rico, how the African diaspora came to Puerto Rico, right? Like how, when you went back to Africa and what that looked like and what you learned and how it helped you. So uh, when I say I went back to Africa, I didn't mean like in person. I still want to, and I will go. That's, that's one of my dreams. And I have a, a couple of friends because I was learning Swahili. That is the, Afri the, the most spoken language in Africa, Swahili. So I made, I made a good friends. Uh, they were teaching me through internet, but when I said I when I said that I meant that I went back to Africa uh, researching, you know, uh, books, um, learning more about where we come from. But to, uh, you know, I learned that uh, what they teach us in school may not be the the whole story, you know, the the full story. 
uh, whoever uh, wins the, the, the war is the one that, that, that they write the books, right? So um, there is a lot of things that we don't know for certain, but if we go back and research about where we came from, um, those places, how they used to live, you know, all the, 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 the knowledge when it comes to medicine, when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to mathematics, when it comes to culture, all that kind of stuff. We had, a, you know, a lot of, of, of abundance back in Africa before we, uh, we were, you know, invaded and colonized. So all that things created in me a sense of, of being proud, you know, because now I, I didn't start it on a cheap, being cheap to the, to the, to the, to the Americas, you know, I, I didn't start as a slave. I was already, you know, a king, a queen. We had king, queens. We had gold. We have all that kind of stuff. So that gave me a sense of of of, of proud of where of where I come from. I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, you mentioned earlier that you were looking into buying property with your brother, and um, you also had talked about people coming from outside of the island and kind of taking advantage of of the natural disasters that have occurred and, you know, people having loss of homes. So um, tell me more about that work in preserving, preserving land as a Puerto Rican and making sure to keep your community um, invested in, in the place that you call home. Yep. Yep. Um, yes. Right now we're having a mass of people going to Puerto Rico and buying houses and buying land because of the prices. Obviously for Puerto Rican, it's a lot of money when they sell it, but for American, it's not that much. And obviously Puerto Rico is a beautiful island. You can, you can be in two hours, you can, be, you can go from the mountains, a beautiful mountain forest, to the, one of the best beaches in the world, you know? So um, 30, uh, 365, beautiful weather, no, you know, no snow or everything. So yeah, my brother and I bought some land just in the center of Puerto Rico, in the middle of Puerto Rico. We're planning to, you know, uh, grow some food. It's the most important thing, you know, growing food. Um, but we want to create uh, a, a coffee brand. We want to create a coffee brand um, and use that brand as a way to educate people. We want to use the brand as a way to export the Afro-Boricua culture. So there's going to be like a, a, a behind of that, you know, it's not going to only be coffee, but what the coffee means. Um, so that's that's one of the, wow. the, the roads that we want to use. Um, but yes, um, right now, how I said, Puerto Ricans are selling houses, selling land because the situation is so hard. So they say, OK, it's better to have, I don't know, 50 case now or 100 case now. Um, forget about the future. You know, um, the majority of these people that are selling these houses are old people. So they know that, you know, it may sound hard, but maybe I have 10, 20 more years to live and I can have 100 case now. They don't, they're not looking at beyond that. And then obviously the American comes and <laughs> they see 50, 75 case. Some of them, they have the money, so they just buy, you know. But the, the, the problem with that is that then the prices of the houses increase. And then the Puerto Ricans, especially young people like me, um, the middle class, it's hard for them to, buy, to, to be able to buy a house. So this is what's happening. Some in, challenges. In, with this is what's happening in Costa Rica. I mean, Costa Rica, it's millions mm -hmm. to get a decent house because of yep. all the Americans going there. And and yep. I, I don't. We didn't talk about it, but I'm Costa Rican, so um, it's the same situation, and it's okay. unfortunate because then the locals are the ones that suffer. 
but there also are gringo prices versus you know local prices right and and in in that scope we're considered gr gringos anyone who's not from there <laughs> even me <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that's yeah. that is happening in a lot of places being honest I, um that's the same thing that happened in Hawaii a long time ago. And it's happening, I, I have heard in Mexico, there's places in Mexico, it's happening the same thing. So yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard right now to think what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is, it's very difficult, but I'm so glad that you and your brother are able to go in and make a purchase of this blessing. project that you have um, with, with the idea of educating people as well as creating jobs as well as mm -hmm. creating a resource that can be exported and you know yep. bringing more more money into the community is just amazing and hopefully more yep. people will do that um do you plan on incorporating that business in some way to your medical practice or or is there any connection to that or is it completely separate it could be because one of the ideas is to make a make sure the coffee is 100 percent organic you know, so so that's that's very important because coffee is one of the highest uh, mold, uh, uh, you know, food or whatever. You know, uh, that have, uh, in quantity they have the highest amount of mold, so that's not good for your health. So one of the ideas that we have is just to make it as straight as as organic as we can. So when you know we're able to complete that, obviously I'm gonna use that uh, the coffee to my patient because coffee is. It is the the most drink uh, beverage uh, after water. So people love coffee, mm -hmm. but we gotta uh, watch out what kind of coffee we're consuming because we, we might mm -hmm. be getting a lot of toxins, and you know the toxin overload is a real thing. So mm -hmm. so I, I will be able to do so. I think I will be able to do so for sure. Well, you know, I would love to have cultures partner with you. One of the things, so you know, my father's Costa Rican. I mentioned that I'm Costa Rican and. Um, he died of COVID last year. And so I've been traveling South America in tribute to him. Um, you know, my mom's Trinidadian, so I'm South American, Trinidad and Costa Rica. And um, the number of different countries that I've been in this year, uh, cultures is going to have a coffee brand, right? And so I've been looking and searching to see where do I want it to be based? Because currently, so cultures has media products and experiences to celebrate cross-cultural identity. What you just said about what you wanna do with this coffee mm -hmm. brand is amazing. It is exactly what we're about. So I'd love to talk to you because to, to be able to be on the journey with you and partner with you to um, create that coffee would be fantastic. It's exactly what we're looking for. That would be beautiful. That would be yes. beautiful. Yeah, yes. yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's stop. <laughs> I love it. I love making connections. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. It's part of it, you know, so we use media products and experiences. And so, like I said, we have tea right now, or maybe I didn't say it. I meant to say it, but, uh, but coffee is such a big deal, you know, and the countries that we come from all are known for coffee. Right. And to couple that with the mm -hmm. African diaspora, which is what Negro Como Soy is about, and to talk about the history, which is exactly what we talk about, knowing your identity, understanding your history, understanding where you came from so you can feel confident in that, that literally ticks every box. It's fantastic. I can only imagine. Oh, it just makes me excited thinking yeah. about it. <laughs>
Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a great project. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. Let's, let's connect. Let's connect. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> yes, that's great. Well, and what would you like part, to leave us with? Yes, I was doctor. just gonna say that. Thank you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Donnie. No, same thing. We're on the same page. Go right ahead. What would you like to leave oh, us with? Oh, I was just gonna say, future Doctor Abelson. What would? Yeah, what would you like to leave us with? It's a beautiful project where you where you girls are doing. Like it's beautiful. Like especially for obviously us that we might not find ourselves depending on the journey, different journey. Um, you, we're trying to fit into different cultures and ethnicity and here and that. And all of a sudden, you find out that you gotta you gotta identify yourself, and people will will have to accept you how you are or not. You know. And just seeing what you girls are doing, this is, is beautiful. It's much needed. Um, I'm here for you girls. If you need anything from me, I'm here to help you in the journey. And I would love to, you know, collaborate with uh, with you and every, everyone that's watching this uh, or hearing this podcast. Just, you know, know, know yourself. Go into history. Go into the books. Read. Um, meditate. Take time alone. And accept yourself. Love yourself. And you're a special human being. And you have a purpose here. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Gracias. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for joining us. Adios. All right, ciao.